0: to the Battleborn Leafs podcast. I'm your host, Joshua and bringing you another post-game recap episode after your Toronto Maple Leafs defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning by a score of 2 to 1 in overtime. This was by far the Leafs' best game of the season, both offensively and defensively. This was the kind of hockey that is going to win you playoff games and this game had playoff vibes written all over it. Now I know Like I said, it is extreme to be talking playoffs 11 games in, but right from the start of this game, um, you can tell both teams knew who their opposition was, they both knew the circumstances, and they both knew that these teams are definitely going to have major uh, games down the line, whether that be in the playoffs or about playoff seeding or about even getting into the postseason with how competitive the Atlantic division is this year. Um, you know, obviously Tampa Bay is an Atlantic division foe, uh, so these two points were important and right from the start, uh, it was a very frustrating game for Toronto, but they did show adversity and prevail with the two points at the end. Uh, Toronto started this game off and uh, I'm not gonna lie a bad uh, way. They uh, really let Tampa Bay take it to them in the first five minutes. Uh, Tampa Bay clearly starting off um, a lot more hungrier and determined, and they were cycling the puck around. Toronto was, looked like they got caught off guard with how uh, Tampa plays and the speed, and uh, they were dominating the high danger chances. You know, uh, Jack looked overwhelmed in the early five minutes. I didn't think this game was going to go Toronto's way uh, after that because Tampa Bay just clearly looked like you know a much uh, more dominant team, but. After these first five minutes, and you know, Tampa Bay hitting the post a couple times and Jack having to make some saves, uh, Toronto kind of got back on their step, uh, taking it back to, to Tampa, you know, going chances going both ways. Then David took a penalty. Uh, you know, when camp goes in the box, that's always a problem because uh, he is the least best penalty killer. And when he got sent to the box around this time, it was kind of teeing it off for Tampa Bay, you know, to take a one nothing lead, like a given. Um, but Toronto, you know, battled and they really, uh, you know, battled through these two minutes. Uh, David got out of the box. Uh, Toronto started getting back on their front step. Uh, Muzzin coming down the left flank with a clear shooting opportunity. Kind of caught Vasevsky out of position. High blocker and low blocker were wide available. And like I said, Muzzin having that underrated shot, I really wish he took this opportunity because I think he had a chance at beating Vasi. But instead, uh, Muzzin, which you know everybody in the building could have told you uh, he was trying to play it into the middle because he made it so obvious five seconds before he even did it. Um, and Chernak with one knee on the ice uh, with the stick down, blocking the passing lane. Uh, Muzzin still decides to try and throw it into the middle. The flex off Chernak, heads to Corey Perry who's on the right side, takes it down the ice, crosses the least blue line, sends it in front of Maroon for Maroon to skate on, and rip it by Jack Campbell for Tampa Bay to take a one nothing lead uh, midway through the first. And this was very frustrating. I've talked about Muzzin's play early on this year. You know, as much as this was his fault, uh, I also blame a lot of this on Richie. And Nick was with, alongside Spezza, Uh, rushing down the ice, trying to prevent, um, you know, add some help for Brody as Brody was defending the two-on-one. Spezza, who's 38 years old, um, made much more of an effort. He was definitely, you know, skating as hard as he could to shut down Perry and let Brody transition more to blocking the pass to Maroon. Um, But Perry just got the puck off in time uh, before Spezza could catch him. And it looks like Richie just, you know, did not power through the whole way. Uh, Definitely gave up a couple strides to Maroon. And it was just frustrating in general because you had Muzzin, who was on the left side behind the net, uh, come all the way around and actually almost catch up to Maroon. And Richie, who was just two feet behind Maroon, couldn't. And Muzzin made the desperation play. It was his mistake. So he went full Superman mode trying to block the pass, and he just missed it. It went right onto Maroon's stick, and uh, Muzzin went crashing into the goal which looked very dangerous, but luckily both players were okay. Then at the end of the first period, just when things start to go the Maple Leafs' way, the puck bounces over Hedman's stick. Marner looks like he's gone for a breakaway all alone um, until Hedman um, gets his stick on Marner and hooks him a bit. The penalty was going to be called. Uh, The ref had his arm up, but Marner still remained uh, having possession of the puck. He keeps skating down. And Tavares coming down the left side on the 2-on-1 on on Sergachev. Looks like Marner's going to get that uh, pass off to Tavares until Sergachev comes in and headshots Marner. Um, From where I was sitting in Scotiabank Arena, it clearly looked like a headshot to me. And uh, obviously I haven't had the opportunity to look at it from all angles yet. Um, But Sergachev will be having a hearing for that play, so I'm assuming that it was a clear headshot. From where I was sitting, like I said, it was a headshot. Um, but I can't really argue that it was fully yet because I haven't got the opportunity to look, like I said. But, uh, you know, Tavares was obviously frustrated. The puck landed on his stick. The whistle blew. Uh, Tavares shot the puck after the whistle at Vasilevsky, which started a complete brawl in the Tampa Bay zone in the corner. Uh, Somehow the Leafs managed to get out of this without getting a penalty. Uh, You know, they left – they got a five-on-three from this. They left the fight with a five-on-three, which is, uh, you know – incredible to see, because I thought for sure Tavares would have got, you know, maybe an instigator or retaliation or something. Um, But nope, they called uh, the hook and then the headshot on Marner. Um, And the post-whistle stuff, uh, nobody got penalized for, which is not something you see every day. Um, So, you know, this is a perfect time for Toronto to get on the board, tie this game up, going into the second period. Uh, But unfortunately, on the 5-on-3, the Leafs posted a dud. They were passing the puck around, uh, no real scoring opportunity. They didn't take the shots, which was extremely frustrating. Bank Arena was yelling scream, uh, sc- yelling and screaming, shoot. And, uh, you know, it just looks like the whole Leafs team was trying to, you know, uh, try and find that perfect play, and they wouldn't just bear down and shoot. Even when Power Play Unit 2 came out, Angval had like at least three or four uh, shooting chances where he just threw it uh, into the slot, again, trying to hope for a pass or a redirection, which just uh, left uh, the fans confused and angered and frustrated. Going into the second, uh, where I thought the Leafs were going to come out on the right foot, Tampa Bay, again, with another quick start, um, a couple high danger chances. But then the Leafs turned it around really quick, and they from here on out, they really dictated the pace of play. Obviously, um, you know, Tampa Bay didn't just go full panic mode and fold up and play defensive. They got their opportunities too. Um, the Leafs were just clearly better from here on out, and it was, you know, by a wide margin. If you're watching the game, uh, they outshot them. Um, you know, it's crazy Toronto outshot Tampa Bay by as much as they did, even though how many times they had clear shooting lanes and they offered to pass it up and just get nothing from it. So imagine how many shots the Leafs could have had if they did just shoot these on net. Um it was very frustrating because they let Vasilevsky get into his groove, which I said is very dangerous because of how elite Vasilevsky is and the team built around him, how good they are. Obviously, they just went back-to-back. So, you know, that was definitely not what, you know, we wanted to see from Toronto. And for the majority of this game, it looked like Vasilevsky was going to steal um, a one nothing win for Tampa uh, because of how good he played. And, you know, it was so undeserving um, if Tampa got the win uh, because of how much better Toronto did play. Uh, it was just Vasilevsky was just a wall all night. Um, a big difference maker for me in this game was the Leafs' fourth line. I thought Simmons, Richie, and Spezza made a big difference after uh, you know, the Leafs got things their way in the second period. Um, obviously, we had the Simmons breakaway when he went onto the backhand, which Vasilevsky made an incredible save. And then we had the Richie play where he had a semi-breakaway where he went up and jumped and caught it. Uh, like a tight end in American football going down the ice and uh, unfortunately couldn't capitalize. Spets also had a couple nice shots, but Vasileski made uh, you know some incredible saves. Then we get into the third, the Leafs, uh, right from puck drop in the third, uh, like dictated the pace of play, like I said. They were all low for Tampa Bay, shooting, and so many high danger chances. Vasileski was just a wall and not giving anything away for the Leafs. You know, making these incredible saves, keeping rebounds uh, in the proper spots, and it just looked like for a majority of this game, up until basically the last 40 seconds of the game, that Vasilevsky was going to post a shutout because of how solid he was, just giving the Leafs absolutely nothing, silencing uh, the home crowd. Like you can hear a pin drop for some points in the third, until Jack Campbell came alive and he made an incredible couple saves. Um, to keep the Leafs in this at uh, a 1 nothing game. You know, then there was the one play where Dermot got blocked in the leg, which kept them in it. Then they hit the post, Tampa hit the post, which was, um, you know, a hectic last, you know, three or four minutes. Uh, Scotiabank Bank Arena's momentum uh, was clearly uh, starting to favor the Leafs. Uh, the crowd was re energized, everyone chanting soup, and, um, you know, Campbell's really battling. You can tell he might have got hurt on the hamstring on one play. He was kind of rubbing it uh, during uh, whistles and stretching it out. That's maybe something to look at moving forward. Maybe we see Mraz again on Saturday just to give Campbell some rest. Um, You know, Campbell was huge. uh, Probably the biggest reason that the Leafs did get this win, um, like, at the end here. Because without these 10-bell saves, then there's no way Toronto – you know, finds a way to score two in the last two minutes after going the whole game scoreless. Then we get to the last 40 seconds. Um, you know, a pass in front to John for the redirection, blocker side on Vasileski with 40 seconds, like I said, absolutely ecstatic. You know, Scotiabank Arena exploded like the roof was going to come off. Um, you know, I've been watching that video um, all night, just the highlights of that goal because. It's so awesome to see all the fans start jumping and going crazy and being there live. I can't even tell you how awesome it was. Uh, so after this goal, you can clearly tell that you know going into overtime, this game was uh, you know the Leafs to lose. Uh, now you know the momentum was clearly there and the building was rocking. Uh, so we get into OT. Uh, Tampa Bay takes an early penalty, which was good to see for you know being a Leafs fan. The power play gets out there. Sheldon Keefe goes no defenseman on this one. It was Marner, Tavares, Nylander, and Matthews out there. Tavares was on the – I mean, uh, Marner was at the point. Uh, the Leafs win the faceoff, uh, you know, dominating play, getting their chances. Then Matthews uh, slides it over to Nylander to rip it top corner on the one-timer. Blocker side again on Vasilevsky for the Leafs to win this one, 2-1 to one in overtime. Uh, you know, scoring that goal with 40 seconds left to me uh, was crucial – not only for the two points in this game, obviously, but for the whole season down the road. I think a game like this really builds character and um, definitely a confidence boost for this club that uh, can get down on themselves very easily. But like I said, when this team is rolling, they are one of the best in the league and they have shown that over these last uh, four wins in a row now. Uh, so let's hope that they can make it five on Saturday against you know a very good Boston Bruins team. Uh, before I end the episode, I just want to do a quick preview on the Boston game. You know, Boston is 5-3-0. and They're always good. I know a lot of people um, thought that this is going to be Boston's down year. Clearly it's not. A lot of people projected Bergeron to fall off, you know, at his age. Bergeron just had a four-goal night last night against Detroit. Um, so clearly he is still, you know, the Patrice Bergeron Leafs fans very well know him to be. Uh, so it's going to be important for David Camp. You know, he's definitely going to have a big share in this game. Uh, he's going to have to shut down that perfection line of Pasternak, Marchand, and Bergeron. Um, so if David Kampf can show up and do what he loves to do, shutting down the other team's best players, then the Leafs might have found gold in this signing uh, You know, when come playoff time when uh, David Kampf can shut down guys like uh, Pasternak, Marchand, and Bergeron. So it's going to be tough, but I have faith in David. I think he's a fantastic uh, defensive center and I really think he's going to, you know, be a huge difference maker in this one. Uh, also, the fourth line—if they show up uh, like they did tonight, you know, providing even though they didn't get on the score sheet, they still provided those high danger chances and kept the momentum going. You know, Simmons with a couple big hits and uh, Spezza you know, getting in close areas and coming so close to a goal multiple times throughout the night. If they can do that on Saturday, there is no reason why the Leafs cannot beat the Boston Bruins after the way they played tonight. Um, Obviously, the Leafs always have a tough time against Boston, but being at home after winning four in a row and three straight at home to kick off the homestand, you know, getting six out of six points, uh, there is no reason why um, Toronto can't go for the eight out of eight. Um, I expect to see Linus Allmark go for Boston. Uh, Obviously, they've been splitting with Swayman and him, uh, you know, the goalie they gave a large deal to um, coming from Buffalo. So the Leafs are very familiar with Linus. Um, obviously, I haven't seen him in a bit, but I think uh, you know that shouldn't be a problem if the Leafs are able to beat Robin Leonard and Vasilevsky. Uh, obviously, the Boston Bruins power play is dangerous as ever. You know, Now adding Taylor Hall to that with Pasternak, Bergeron Marchand, and McAvoy, that is a very dangerous unit. So it is important that the Leafs do, it, they, uh, do the best they can to stay out of the box uh, in this one um, if they do want to have a chance. Uh, beating this Boston. But it's also important to see how the stars line up against Boston, right? like Matthews and Marner and John, even William, uh, because a lot of people say that these uh, players, they go ghost mode in the postseason, which is you know kind of the Leafs' uh, narr- uh, narrative this year that they don't do anything in the uh, postseason. They're a regular season team. So it's going to be important to see how this team matches up against the Boston Bruins team that it is very likely that we see again in the postseason if both teams make it there in May. So I know this will be the 12th game of the year for Toronto. Um, You can't even put that in the same sentence as playoffs, but, uh, you know, it'll be a nice confidence booster and uh, definitely one that I feel like will have importance down the line, obviously, going into the postseason. The last time Boston comes to Toronto after this on Saturday – is the last home game at Scotiabank Arena this season. So, uh, you know, that's what I mean by if we get this win, I think it will be a massive confidence boost because we know down the end of the road we are going to see Boston again and probably in the postseason with how the Atlantic Division lines up. That's all for me, folks. Thank you for listening. Let's hope to at least make it five in a row on Saturday against the, you know, longtime rivals Boston Bruins. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be in attendance. Uh, Go Leafs go, and let's get that place rocking on Saturday night because when that place is rocking, Scotiabank Arena, that provides momentum, and that is why the Leafs, in my opinion, uh, power through in the end here and finish it off with the two points in OT. All right, that's all for me again. Have a good day.